Hello and a very warm welcome to June's edition of Africa Brief from IFEX, the global network defending freedom of expression and information. I'm David Christopher, I'm IFEX's media specialist. And before we dive into today's episode, I've got an announcement to make. I'm going to be stepping back from hosting this podcast and I'm handing over the reins to my colleague Nazarene Njeru, our Africa Network Engagement Coordinator. Nazarene, a warm, warm welcome to Africa Brief. Thank you, David. It's great to be here. And of course, we're also joined today from Harare, Zimbabwe, by our Africa Regional Editor, Rihanna Masters. Thanks, Nazarene. And, you know, let me take this opportunity to echo David's warm welcome. Of course, you and I, we already worked quite closely together to support IFEX members across Africa, and this will be an extension of our work. Um, I'm really thrilled to have you join the show. It's so exciting. Yes, it is. I'm such a pleasure working um, on this with you together. Um, It's going to be great. Um, I know we've just published your latest roundup on our website at ifex.org slash Africa Brief. That's I-F-E-X dot org slash Africa Brief. Rihanna, it's really been a busy month. Uh, For one thing, we recently marked World Press Freedom Day on May 3rd, uh, the International Day Against Homophobia, Biphobia and Transphobia on May 17th, and Africa Day on May 25th. Um, So, you know, let's start with World Press Freedom Day. Uh, Very exciting. Tell us a little bit about how this was marked on the continent and the events following the day. Well, we wrote rather extensively about, uh, you know, about um, events on World Press Freedom Day. And as you said, it was very busy. I think for me, the um, being there and being present, the most, the, the moment that stood out for me was the, you know, the end of the sort of um, World Press Freedom Day conference mm-hmm. and the release of the 30 white balloons into the evening sky by the, uh, you know, Namibian champion press champion Gwen Lister and um, Zoe Titus of the Namibia Media Trust. You know, it was a spectacular moment. It was also rather bittersweet. I mean, the crafters and drivers of their principles and commitment to the Winter Declaration were present. Some of them were present there. Mm. Um, And so that, it was a historic moment, of course. But it was against, you know, the backdrop of violations that are taking place on the continent. You know, um, and for all of us, the very strong personalities who advocate for freedom of expression and media freedom um, and who work hard to protect those freedoms, you know, so it was a very symbolic moment. And at the same time, you know, rather sad because of events that followed soon after. Could you speak a little bit more to the events that followed after? You mentioned some, you know, violations against the press, which is so contradictory to such, you know, an incredible day that was commemorated. Exactly, uh, Nazreen. I think what was probably rather sad and very significant in the month of May was the death of Bartholomew Mamuka from the Democratic Republic of Congo. He Mm. was shot on his way home. Um, He was shot eight times. Uh, He was with a colleague. The college managed to escape. And then there was the killing of Ethiopian journalist Sise Fida. Fida had been receiving anonymous threatening telephone calls over the coverage of news by his um, television station, 
Aromia Broadcasting Network. Um, again, his death is rather a tragedy. And, you know, in a month away, we're supposed to really focus on the safety of journalists. So, mm. rather ironic, Nazreen. Not at all. That's, you know, very concerning. Um, and, you know, of course, we, we also marked uh, World Press Freedom Day with a special edition of Africa Brief. Uh, that featured Tabani Moyo of the Media Institute for Southern Africa, Zimbabwe, and Zoe Titus of the M- Namibia Media Trust. Uh, check it out on our website at ifex.org uh, uh, slash uh, multimedia. Um, and even in that conversation, you will really get to understand, you know, the underlying issues and concerns that we've just spoken about as to why that change has been a bit slow coming. Um, but, you know, as we just move forward, uh, Rihanna, May, as I said, was such a big month for commemorations. Uh, we marked the International Day Against Homophobia, Biphobia and Transphobia on May 17. We've previously discussed how some countries on the continent recently decriminalized same-sex relations. But, uh, you know, there's clearly a lot more work to be done. I mean, ov- obviously. Um, in your brief, you reported on some very troubling news in regards to institutionalized homophobic violence. Um, could you speak to uh, some of these uh, troubling news uh, and, and worrying developments, uh, Rihanna? Yes, Nazreen. I, I think let, let's take the spotlight to Cameroon. I mean, um, there are mm-hmm. two transgender women who go out and they're having dinner and next moment they're being arrested. And, you know, it was, I think, based on the fact that they were cross-dressing. Mm. I think that was primarily why they became a target. But then the two transgender uh, women, Shakira and Patricia, were then sentenced to five years in prison. And, you know, for attempted homosexuality, for me, I mean, I, I'm not even sure I can begin to understand the, the term. Mm. Um, and they been sentenced, their sentence will be served in a men's prison. That, you know, Nazreen, is so worrying because, you know, it's tantamount to death sentence. Exactly. Mm. Yeah. And then, you know, when we turn over to Uganda, uh, Frank Mugisha, he's the executive director of sexual minorities in Uganda. Mm. Uh, the acronym is usually SMUG. Um, they, he was arrested along with 44 members of the LGBTQI community in Uganda. Uh, some of them were released, but 21 are still being held. Uh, in fact, you know, on Twitter, you've got the uh, hashtag release the 21. Um, basically, their case has now been remanded to June 16, and they have not been uh, released. You know, they're still in detention while they await their case, uh, court case. Um, you know, these are mm. all very worrying trends, and especially at a time when we're supposed to, you know, celebrate progressive steps. Yes. Um, we seem to be going backwards. Yes, it seems so. But, you know, at the same time, you did mention, you know, the the, tr- the Twitter uh, hashtag that was trending. So at least there is, in that sense, some normalization that's happening, some activism. Um, and so, yeah, that's definitely something we have to keep an eye on. Um, as, yeah, we just see how these events uh, unfold in these cases, uh, hoping that, um, you know, it, they won't set precedents, essentially. And finally, um, you know, before we wrap this up, uh, Rihanna, um, I wanted to touch on an unexpected development uh, since we published your brief. Uh, it actually happened last week. The Nigerian government banned Twitter indefinitely after it, after it took down a post from President Buhari. 
why is this concerning Rihanna? Um, and the fact that the you know ban was also posted through Twitter, how ironic is that? Yes, that is rather <laughs> ironic. And there was a lot of commentary about that on social media platforms. Um, well, you know, firstly, it's a restriction on civic space, mm-hmm. people's right to freedom of expression, and also their right to information. But, mm. you know, Nigerians, being who they are, did not take this lying down. There's been great outcry against it. And in fact, two of our members, IFEX members, Media Rights Agenda and the International Press Center, both based in uh, Lagos, have actually asked that the government rescind that uh, decision. Mm. And in the absence of that, they want to take up the case with uh, the UN and the African Union. In the meantime, uh, numerous uh, number of our Nigerians and a civil society organization, a local civil society organization, are going to be, have already filed a regional lawsuit with ECOWAS. Oh, right. So, you know, it's something that they've taken again, action against already. Yes, it's great to see, um, you know, civil society organizations um, use regional mechanisms, right, to really put pressure on the government. So that's something we'll definitely need to be key, uh, keep an eye out on. Uh, Well, thanks, Rihanna. That's all the time we've got for this month. If you've enjoyed our discussion, please share it widely. And don't forget, you can now find us on your favorite audio platforms, including Apple, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. And you can also now send us feedback at africabrief at ifex.org. You can also find Rihanna's latest brief on our website at ifex.org slash africabrief. There's so much great reporting there, so do please check it out. Last but not least, be sure to follow our Twitter feed at twitter.com slash ifex to stay in touch with the latest free expression developments from Africa and around the world. Um, I'd like to give a thanks to our producers, uh, Aram Parta and uh, Paco Lepe. And thanks to you for listening. See you again next month.